0: Go to Bible, get your Bible and go to Psalm 2, verse 1. We're gonna start with verse 1. I'm gonna make a precursor to my sermon. Mary Frances Varallo made a statement. Oh, it's been over a year ago, maybe two. She said, We the the church is in the birth canal between two millennia. The Lord Jesus is returning very soon. He is returning. It is very soon. <laughs> So the time we're living in, I've never preached during a time like this. We've never had church during a time like this. We've never been in a time like this. What I'm watching on the news, oh, are you serious? I'm not going to say a lot about it, but it is slap crazy. Crazy. We're going to get into the Constitution in just a minute. Well, let's do it now. Let me just do it now. This is a nation of the people, by the people, for the people. We have a bottom-up government. Did you know that? We don't have a top-down government. We don't have a dictatorship in this country. The rulers of this nation are us. And we send representatives to D.C. and should represent us. Washington works for you. All right. Where did they get that idea? They got it out of the Bible. The kingdom of God is a bottom-up a kingdom. That means that the people, God anoints his church to do the work of ministry. We work together with the Lord. The way up is down. You kneel before God and he lifts you. But in the world, they take seats and they take them by force, which is satanic. Are y'all here? I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, we're going to go. With this. We got somewhere to go today. It's, it's muy importante. It's very, very important we get this. So, right now, there's a war in the spirit going on. It's not Democrat, Republican, it is light, darkness. Okay? Now, there are people who come to church that have turned this into racism. It isn't. They've turned it into Democrat-Republican. It isn't. They've turned it into a lot of different things. But the bottom line is there is a war in the heavenlies going on. Because we're going to talk about prayer. I didn't do my train, did I? I need to do my train. Well, I got my tracks. I didn't get to do my
1: woo-woo-woo.
0: Okay. Anyway, so, so we're talking about prayer. But prayer is not us in defeat trying to get trying to get God to do something. It's us working with God in the earth. Okay, once you understand this, it helps you and I to pray. How do we pray over the situation we're watching Mar-a-Lago? How do we, because a lot of y'all are going, well, how in the world do you pray about that? Well, if you don't know what's going on, you don't know how. See, you can't pray Trump versus Biden. It isn't, it's way bigger than that. Way bigger than that. Now, he's in the middle of it. They both are in the middle of it. But there's a war in the heavenlies that is going on right now for the souls of man. Now, I asked the Lord, I said, you know, how how do... How do you pastor? How how do I help a church full of people who are watching the news and going, oh, shoot, this is terrible? It is. It is. And then I'm standing up here going, we're going to pray about it. And you're like, all right, I mean, dear God. It's a mess. Can you pray? Oh, you better believe you can pray. Can you change it? You better believe you can. I didn't do this this morning, and I wished I had. I got a picture in my office of George Washington at Valley Valley Forge in the snow by his horse praying. What the point is is that he might have been the general, but he was going to God. Because if you ever studied the American Revolution, you'll find out that a ragtag bunch of hillbillies, and they were hillbillies fought against the greatest army in the world and beat them, but not because they were better shots or they had better equipment, they didn't, but they had God on their side. And once they got in there in God's face, God did so many things To help our our nation be birthed where it is today. Well, if it's being attacked, would it not be wise to go back to the way George Washington did it in the first place and maybe take a knee and go, we're going to need some help down here. So having said that, Psalm 1, Psalm chapter 2, verse 1. Why do nations rage? God is asking this question. It's a powerful question. Why are they raging? And the people are plotting vain things. The kings of the earth. He's talking about, talking about rulers. He's talking about uh, Yungi Cho, Wungi Chaki, whatever his name is over there in North Korea. And he's talking about the guy in China that wants to take over Taiwan. Or maybe Putin who wants to keep fighting with Ukraine. Or maybe Iran who wants to blow Israel off the map. Say, oh my God, this place is a mess. Why, why do they do this? Why do men do this? Because men without God, everybody wants a seat of victory. There's two ways to get it. One of them is God give it to you. The other one is to take it. Most of the world, and listen, listen, a government, United States or whatever, unsaved bunch of heathen. You put them in a seat, and their their wicked flesh will get in there, and they will use it to dominate. All right, let's let's finish reading. I mean, I'm doing pretty good so far. Y'all are amen and fair, but but you know only, we're gonna have a gauge one day. You know. Why do nations rage people plot vain things? The kings of the earth set their self. They set themselves. God didn't put them in there. They put themselves in there. I love watching football. Dogs. But there's two kinds of football players. There's the kinds that think they're doing it. And there's kinds that at the end of a touchdown take a knee and point up and go, to God be the glory. Do it whether they like it or not. You don't need permission for anybody to be a Christian. The rulers take counsel together. Now, now understand, we're not talking about just a few. We're talking about every nation, every body outside of the kingdom of God is like this. Everybody, listen, go back, go back, American history, cowboys versus Indians, Indians versus cowboys. Go back to the American Revolution, Britain versus America. Go back to Egypt versus the Jews. From the time of Cain and Abel till now, somebody has always wanted to tell somebody else what to do. Oh, that's and some of y'all looking at your wife going, oh yeah. <laughs> even even my marriage, I just uh, the rulers take counsel together against two. All right, I'm fixing to preach real good. Here's the number one issue. No, numero uno. You ready? Yep. We do not want God. Telling us how to do it. If we want to have sex outside of marriage, sex out of marriage, I don't give a rip what God said. If we want to be gay, we'll be gay all we want. to Someone said, well, I was born that way. We'll get born again. This is the issue with Satan. Think about Satan. I will. Now he's in heaven and he ain't even got a problem. But what's he want? He wants to be boss. No, I ain't doing what you say. I'll do what I say. Right here is the issue the world is at war with God, not you. With God. I know what God said about women and men, but we want well I, listen, I know my daughter's I, I want my daughter to be a boy. Only well, it really don't matter what you want your daughter to be. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Well but but where what this called rebellion, yeah. but it's against God. Now let me let me let me just prove something to you. You can go to a work party, and I mean, everybody's standing around talking and laughing and goofing off, and you, and it don't matter whether what subject you bring up, you can get into any subject, but if you mention the name Jesus, yes, sir. Yes, sir. the people will leave the room and leave you standing in there with your sprite alone. You, in schools right now, you can talk about Confucius, you can talk about being gay, you can talk about anything you want to talk about. But don't you ever bring up a Bible and Jesus Christ. Why is that? Because that is a light on their dark world and they are in rebellion against God and you're coming in there and flipping the light on Now, people do this. People do this. Well, you know, I used to go to church, but I don't go to church anymore because of the people. That's a lie. You don't go to church because you are in rebellion against God. Not the people's fault. Now, anytime you hear blaming, Adam, what happened? It's the woman. Anytime there's blaming, there's sin. Rarely does God ever say, what you doing? It? it was me. That's called Humility. That's what David did. That's what got David back and right with God. That's why Saul lost the anointing because he blamed the people, and David went, ha, "I'm caught." I didn't finish my first. The rulers are taking counsel against the Lord and against His anointing. Let me tell you something that happened years and years years and years ago. T. L. Osborne went to China, and he's in China. In a room full of all of the top government officials. And he is asking for permission to do a crusade in China. And they're saying no. So he said these words to them. I am so glad you believe in my Jesus. And they said. (laughs) Interpretation. We don't believe in Jesus. He said, no, I'm so glad you believe in my Jesus. And then they said, wing chong, ting wing. He said, no, you do. Because you're scared to death to let me preach him in your country. Because if I preach him your people will get free from you. You do believe in Jesus. You're just afraid of him. The world believes in God. They believe in Jesus. You say they don't believe. Oh, they do believe. They just don't do what he says. The rulers take counsel against the Lord and against his anointed their, and say this, let's break their bonds in pieces and cast their cords from us. What, what's he talking about? Well, he's talking about the fact that every time there's a problem with our government, we're always coming in there and quoting the Bible. It's a man and a woman. Who said? God. Well, that's wrong, homosexuality. Who said? Jesus. Well, adultery is wrong. Who said? Jesus. The way y'all are running the government and stealing all that's wrong. Where do you get it? It's Jesus. Yes, so the issue that our our government's habit, having right now is that they don't want God to tell them, nor you. Amen. Tell me what we can do. Well, I'm gonna get I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's break their bonds in pieces and cast their cords from them. But he who sits in the heaven says, are you out of your ever-loving mind? Ha, 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 ha. All right. God, let me just finish reading this. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Aren't you glad that you can pray over the FBI and go, God, put them all in jail. Oh, you can. You better believe. Satan knows you can. That's why he attacks you. So let me jump ahead of myself. The number one issue with Lucifer is authority. Yes, that's true. Let's go. Let's go down this path. Let's just go down it. His number one issue is authority. He stole it from Adam in the garden. And he and he hoodwinked him into giving him his dominion. And and the and First Corinthians four four said, "Whom the godless world has blinded the mind of those who believe not, lest the gospel should be." And so for to, for for four thousand years he ruled and reigned in the earth and did what he wanted to do because he had Adam's authority until Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead, and stripped him of all authority. So even though he's been stripped of authority what you don't know is hurting you because you understand that everything he's doing and our government is illegal. You say well he stole election. Well he got it from his father the devil who steals election. Steals seat. Everybody wants a seat. Even if you have to steal it. And we're going why doesn't somebody do some it? Well, we're going to end this service. We're going to do some Amen. 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 Satan, Jesus said, I'll build my church. He said, All authority in heaven and earth is given to who? Me. So God said, Up there going, Hey, cowboys, my son is the boss. Where's my sermon title. Where's my sermon title? Who the boss? Who the boss? Who the boss? Say who the boss. Say Jesus. Listen, he's the boss. You and I live in two kingdoms. We live in the kingdom of America, which is messed up, and the kingdom of God, which is not. But the kingdom of God rules over the top of all kingdoms. We have been given permission by the king of kings and the Lord of lords to go in and change the culture everywhere we go any way we want to change it. You see, one thing I love about Russian people is they want to take over the whole world. If they get a hold of the gospel, they'll still do it. One thing I love about Britons, Brits, is they want to take over the whole world. If you get a Brit saved get his message right, and turn him loose on the world, he'll go get the whole world saved. That's what happened to Americans. We are a, we are a funny people. If we're not saved, we're hell. Yeah. If we are saved, we're heaven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. We still have a conquering, well, I'm will get in. i getting ahead of myself. He who sits in the heaven left, the Lord will hold him in derision. He shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Ple- I set. I set, not you set, I set my king on my holy hill. Now, hold on a minute, let's talk about the kingdom of God. I said this a while ago, there are two ways. See, listen, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be exalted. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be important. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have a seat. It's wrong the way you get it. In the kingdom, you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And the Bible says, and I will lift you up. Now, let's go back to Pastor Daryl Morgan, that guy over there in popka. I told the Lord one day, I'll go any way you want to go and do whatever you want to do. I don't care. He says, I want you to take that church. He placed me in a seat, and he didn't ask you your permission. But I am sitting in a seat of authority, but I didn't give it. To me. I didn't fight anybody. I didn't kill anybody. I didn't I I I, all I did was take a knee. He could have said Oklahoma, he could have said Alaska, that would have been wonderful. He could have said be an evangelist, and I let him do his job, but I am in a seat of authority, and, and other people, I wish my children could be in ministry. We'll tell them to get on their knees and pray. But don't you, grandma, call them in the ministry because you aren't God. Shut up. That's right. That's right. Lord, have mercy. You got your kids telling them what they're going to do. Yeah. L- let me tell you something about women. Just, the Bible says in Genesis that a woman will do everything in her power to rule the man. Listen, listen to me. Just listen to me. Stop. There is a God and you're not her. Him. Okay. Why in the world we want to control everything. Well, listen, it's okay when they're five. Did you brush your teeth? That's fine. Go to bed. It's time to go to bed. When they turn 18, well, they're not doing right. They're adults. Leave them alone. Well, if they do it wrong, huh, you better use your faith. Don't shout me down. Okay. I could go down this, but I, but I don't want to lose y'all. We were doing good until we got on that. Let me do one more on women. Thank you. Thank you. I received that. You do not need to adopt every dog that comes in the yard. A lady that we lived on on Effie Drive, she had like 18 dogs. Her husband left. You cannot be the Lord of all stray animals. I just love them. And all the men, if you have a backbone in, you say Amen. Lisa one time says, "I want to adopt." I said, "You have a church, and there's 300 babies in it. You have all the babies you want right now that you can take off." <laughs> in other words, yes, there are good things, but you, but you know, there's a we. we Lisa and I know someone that re, re, read a scripture one time. The Lord says, "Replenish the earth," and I said to him, "Not alone." Yeah. That's right. When you have 18 children, it's not all up to you. <laughs> Yeah, honey, I think after a while we need to kind of stop this. I mean, we have too many vans. Looks like a train going down the road to haul our kids. (laughs) Anyway, this is a friend of mine and Lisa's. And um, anyway, that's enough of that. Let's get back under the anointing now. Who said we left it? Yeah, amen, amen. I set my king on my holy hill. There is someone ruling and reigning His name is Jesus. Amen. and we're under him. Amen. All right, we'll get into that. I would declare the decree, the Lord said, "You are my son. Today I have begotten you." That's talking about the day Jesus rose from the dead. God put him in authority because he got there legally. Right. All right, ask me, and I will give you a popka yeah. as your inheritance. Who has the right to do that? Say, we do. We do. That's heavy. Yeah. Now you say, yeah, but what about the government? Didn't ask them. Amen. That's right, none of your business. This may, if you're having a problem with that. Hebrews three. turn over there, I'm going to, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of a person upholding all things by the power of his word. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Jesus is in a seat. He's in a seat of authority over everyone on the earth. Including our president. And including representatives in the house and the senate and the governors. I could care less. We need to know that. God's up there going, ha, ha, ha. I'm trying to get you to do a little ha, ha, ha. All right, I want you to see this. Luke 19, 14. I want you to look at Luke 19, 14. Want, this is very important. Very important. This is the Jews talking to Jesus. The citizens hated him, and they sent a delegation and said, we'll not have this man reign over us. What was the issue in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? What was the number One issue with the Pharisees. Who told you that you can tell us what to do? And they crucified him for that reason. Now, there's another scripture that they ask him this question Who gave you this authority? It's obvious he has authority. But they're bothered because they were in seats they gave themselves. And now the son has come along and he's going to decide who sits where. And they went, let's kill him. This just happened in South Florida. We'll just eliminate you. You ain't having my seat I stole. Well, that's getting close to home. Folks, this is not Democrat-Republican. This is light and dark. This is heaven-hell. This is a man, these are men that have gone off the charts. So they said this to Jesus when he walked the earth. Who died and made you God? Said at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, listen to what, I'm just going to go through it mentally, and I want you to pick up with me in your soul. He's preaching, he said, you've heard it said, but I say. You heard it said, but I say. You heard it said, but I say. Who is he talking about who said? Moses, y'all. He's going, I know what Moses said, but you listen to me because I say. And they're going, who Does he think he is? So the day he comes walking to him on the water, he goes, answer the question, Peter. Who am I? We don't know because nobody else walks around on the water. They all use boats but you. So you must be someone. He's got authority over all the devils of hell. He's got authority over the wind and the waves. He's got authority over everything else he comes in, except for the people who say, who gave you this authority? He went, really, guys, are y'all serious? You hadn't got this thing figured out yet where I got this authority. So what is the issue? They don't want to be ruled. The issue in America today in the world God, don't tell me how to live my life. And when you die, you get to spend eternity without him because he's not ever going to tell you nothing again. That's heavy. The issue isn't whether you believe in God or not. Everybody believes in God. Everybody even believes in Jesus. The issue is who's reigning, who's Lord all right. Acts 4-7. Let's go over there. I was wondering if I was going to get y'all a shout this week like I did last week. I just... We'll get there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. We'll get over there. I got to make a point. I got to make a point let's talk about what i do what i'm doing right now do you know what do you know what i'm doing right now i'm a prophet did you know i am giving you a message from god we're not having a cute service i'm hearing from heaven and delivering to you what he said say i want you to understand that Let, let's talk about authority for a minute uh, i know this bothers people who died and made you pastor? He sat in the church. Pastors outrank the mayor. Amen. If God put him in there. That's Not the ones mama sent. Good point. Very true. Amen. God's got prophets in the earth. He's got apostles in the earth. And he's got men of God in the earth. Now listen, that doesn't mean that I get to do with you what I want to. You belong to God. All I'm supposed to do is give you the message. I can't make you live right, because if I could, I'd light some of you up and don't want to anoint you with oil. I would just paddle your backside. Okay, no, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. So I want you to understand something. I'm not just up here preaching a cute, hey, wasn't that a good little sermon? No. The Lord is, is is keeping you steady right now. He's keeping you steady steady. You're hearing the news. You're watching the news. And God goes, I have something I want to say to you about what is going on. I am God. I am on the throne. I'm up here laughing. I want you to get with me. Laugh with me. Listen, I am the king of all of the earth. And I don't care what they're doing. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. I get a little excited. Acts chapter 4, let's see this, let's see this, 4-7. And when they had set them in the midst, they said, they're talking, Peter and John just got through praying for a guy, just got him healed, he just got him set free, and now the Sanhedrin is having a cow over the fact that someone got healed. But it's not because someone got healed, they're operating in an authority that they didn't give away. Sounds like the government. When they had set him in the midst, they said, what power and name did you do? Who told you you could pray for people? The king of kings. Who? Jesus, I thought we killed him. Yeah, but he came back. (laughs) They are having a meltdown down that their plan of killing him didn't work. As a matter of fact, they killed him, but he came back, and then he multiplied himself by 3,000 people, and then 5,000 people, and then 10,000 people who are running around, looking, walking, talk, and act just like Jesus, and he's given the devil an absolute nightmare. Still going on today. The government hates you, but we say, ah, worst case scenario, we're out soon. Let's just blow it up before we go. Let's just, and then we're going to give it to them and go,
1: ha! Ah,
0: nuke it, baby, nuke it. You know what's going to happen when we leave? I'm still looking for someone who wants to take his church when we leave. So if you want to volunteer, please come see me. For all the people who walk in here on Sunday and go. Where is everybody? Oh no. We should have listened. All right. Acts 4:19. When Peter and John answered and said, whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, you judge. We can't, but speak the thing. Listen to me, cowboys and Indians. We're going to do what he told us to do. We didn't. We, we don't need your permission. We don't need their permission now. We, I have a constitution and a Bible of the people by the people for the people. I got a I got a I got a um I got a a a little constitution book and I carry it with me with my Bible now because if I'm ever stopped. I'm going to read it to some law enforcement officers. Let's talk about open carrying a gun. The Constitution already gave you that right. That's
1: right. Yeah. Yep.
0: That's right. That's wow, you're rebellious. To whom? Whatever. Go to Ephesians chapter one. <laughs> I don't know whether you know it or not, but occasionally rebellion is okay. Against what? You bet. Did In the book of Acts, did they rebel? Yeah. I know what you said. What God said. T.L. Osborne was down in Mexico one time and they came to him and said, it's against the law to preach the gospel. Here. And he said, is it against the law to pray? And he went. No. So he had a crowd of 50,000 people. He prayed for one hour. <laughs> we can come down here to have the, a, a rogue government tell me I can't come preach the gospel. And then I had Ray go, well, they should obey the laws. Not when God's law overrides it. Yes. Hello. Right. All right. That's actually not rebellion. Disobeying God is rebellion. Okay, Ephesians. Get your shouting clothes on.
1: <laughs>
0: one. Start. We're gonna start with one fifteen. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a lot here. Just hold on. Therefore, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love for all the saints, I don't cease to pray for you and make mention of you in my prayers. That the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, and knowledge of Him, that the eyes you understand would be full of light, that you may know the hope to which He called you, the riches of the glory of His and saints, according to the greatness of His power in which He worked in you when He raised Him from the dead and worked in Christ when He raised him from the dead and seated him, seated him, seated Him, seated Him, seated Him. Who seated Him? God did. All right. We, now we got that down. That's we're like. Uh, you ain't going to me shout yet. Not yet. Above all and all power and all might and all dominion, I have set my king on my holy hill and I raised him from the dead and I gave him authority over all of the work of the enemy. All right, well, no, we're, not, we're not even gotten near shouting time yet. Not only in this age, but even in the one coming, and put everything under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to his church, the body with the fullness of him, and you who were dead in trespassing and sins, which once walked according to the course of this world and you were a bunch of heathen, and I took you and washed you in my blood and made you righteous, among whom you once conducted yourself in the lust of your flesh, fulfilling the desires of your flesh and mind, and you were in my children, natures of wrath, children of wrath, you were a bunch of heathen when I found you, just as others, but God rich in his mercy because of his great love where he loved us when we were dead in sins, made us alive together, for by grace are you saved and raised us up and made us sit down beside him in heavenly places. All right, listen, 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 listen. This is the Mac Daddy. You humbled yourself under the mighty hand of God. You made Jesus the Lord of your life. And once God raised him from the dead and set him in the heaven, high above all authority. Then he looked at you and said, come up here with me. Take a seat. Boy, right now, the devil is scared of you. Who decides what happens to America? We do. Satan hates the fact that you have authority. All right, I, I I skipped a scripture. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Once the church understands this, you understand nothing's happening in this town. So Jesus said, do not forsake yourselves Together in my ecclesia. That is a governing body of people who decide what happens in a city. Say, we will take this city. And we just voted. That's called prayer. God, you said, ask me. And I'll give you the nations. Well, I'm not interested in all of them. Let's just start with right here. You say, what about my family? Don't let them go to hell. Jesse Duplantis was in Tijuana, Mexico, drinking, smoking, and raising hell. Now, the bartender calls out in the middle of the bar and said, is there a Jesse DePlantis here? And Jesse's like, who in the world is calling me in a bar in Tijuana? And he walks over there and he said, I'm Jesse. He said, Someone's on the phone for you. And he's going, Who knows I'm here? He picks up the phone and his mother goes, Jesse! The Lord gave me this phone number. Jesse! What are you doing down there in Tijuana, Jesse? Jesse! And he's going, mom, mom, how'd you get a hold of me? Jesse, are you sinning, Jesse? He goes, yes, I was. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. Do you think her prayers worked? Say mine do too. Say mine do too. Say, Say mine do too. Come on. Come on. Come on. You got authority over all the work of the enemy. Ain't no devil in hell going to take my kids to hell. Ain't no devil in hell going to keep my body down. Ain't no devil in hell. And you're not going to destroy my nation in the process. Woo! <laughs> Up until now, the church has never known this. We played the churchy thing because it worked. But it ain't working anymore. You're either gonna do it his way or you're just gonna be a mess. So let's just do it his way. What I'm telling to you is this. Take a knee. You don't like where you are? Take a knee. Let him lift you up. The gospel is the power of God. Listen to me right now. I don't care who you are in this building. I don't care where you came from or what you were doing when you woke up this morning, but the gospel and the blood of Jesus can wash every sin away, eliminate it from your life, and turn your life around and make your life a rose garden on this earth. In Jesus' name. Nothing will do that but the gospel. All right, I got one more scripture. I got to find where it was. Man, I know it is good. I know it's good. Uh, Matthew 8. Matthew 8. Say, I got authority. That is the one message that, as Andrew Womack made a statement... He said, I was a good Baptist until I found that out. And I ain't a Baptist anymore, and I'm a Bapticostal. The, the message of authority, our authority, changes everything. Amen. All right, now let's... let's In God good. Matthew 8, verse 5. When Jesus entered Capernaum, do you know where Capernaum is? I know y'all don't know this, and I'm going to tell you. In Israel, up up in the Galilee is a lake we call the Lake of Gennesaret or the Sea of Galilee. On all of the east side of that lake is Roman occupation. All on the west side is Jewish occupation. Except right at the top where we would call the northern point is Jew and Gentile. They cohabited together in one town. That is where Jesus set his base in right in the middle of Jew and Gentile, uh, Israel and Rome. I just thought you'd like to know that. That was so cool to go to Israel and stand there and go. That's why he was here. Isn't God good? All right. A little history. When he'd entered Capernaum, a centurion. Now, this is a Roman soldier and he's not Jewish. Yeah, he don't even have a covenant. Came and pled and said, "Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented." And Jesus said, "I will come and heal him." Mercy. And the centurion answered and said, "Lord, I'm not worthy. L- listen, l- listen to this. You're saved by grace through faith, not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Never forget." And I'm not saying this to make the Without him, you're nothing. All of the things that he does for you, stop and go, thank you. You and I have never deserved anything he did. It was all because of grace, and it was all because of mercy. You're here born again, pure mercy. Now, that's why we have worship services, and they're not for us to honor you. And one day we'll talk more about that. Okay, but not today. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a secret to the glory. It's worship. Jesus says, if I'm a great God, where's my honor? When you honor God, he honors you. Worship, serve. Today is not your day. It's his. Because without him, you ain't anything anyway. Now you have to decide right now where you're going to bow your knee. Okay, that's enough of that. Let's go back to this. I will come healed. She says, Lord, I'm not worthy. You should come under my roof, but speak a word only and my servant will be healed. I also... Also, what? I also am a man under authority. Let me finish reading this. Let me finish. Having soldiers under me, he makes a dual statement here. I am a soldier and I'm under authority. I notice you are too. Or you couldn't do what you're doing. Jesus could not have done what he did had he not been under God. If you, you without being under authority, the church has no authority. Now listen to what he said. I am a man also under authority. And I say, see some people are going, I've been saying what you're saying, it ain't working. Well, maybe go back and get back under God. Now he makes a statement, I also am a man under authority, and so I say. So what he 's saying is, i 'm not the one coming up with what I say to people. My boss is the the Roman centurion is not creating where his men go. His guys over him are creating where he goes. All he's doing is following orders. When the church comes back under authority, you can start saying how it goes. God, what do you want to do? I want to take a city. Then a city we will take. He's authority. He's the boss. Not you telling him what to do, him telling you what to do. Boy, that's a new wrinkle for Christians. When I was, when I took this church, now see, I... Always wanted to be an evangelist because I love to blow in, blow up, and blow out. I love flying airplanes. I love shooting lobsters. I love being in the Caribbean, and I love that ministry. That is my ministry until the Lord said, take his church. I said, <laughs> one day, I'm down in Cuba, and the Lord asked me a really stupid question. I tried to help him. Well, actually, I'd left there and gone to Quetzaltenango, Guatemala, and I was coming home. And he said, "What are you doing here?" And I said, "Baba says it's going all the world and preach counsel." He said, "I didn't tell you to come here. I told you, Papka, why are you here?" I went, "Oh, Shandi, you like you're the." Boss? Can I tell you something about this church? I have screwed it up enough alone that it shouldn't be here. But it is here because he's good. If you think I'm doing a good job, you're wrong. I'm just going there going, what do you want to do today? You want me to pray for people? Okay. You want me to preach it? Okay. That's right. Sir, yes, sir. That's right. And I'm going home and have a fun time. But I won't be going back to Cuba anytime soon. <laughs> it's amazing how many of y'all pray, God, follow me. I wouldn't dare ever, 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 ever go anywhere, start a church if he didn't say do it. I'm gonna tell you one more. This is gonna make you mad. I wouldn't marry a soul on this planet. God wasn't in it. And even when He is in it, it's gonna be tough. But you better hope He's in it, because sometimes He's gonna have to talk to your spouse. Okay, y'all did this. So he makes the statement, I'm a man under authority. Jesus, Jesus is the authority. going all the world and preach the gospel. I'll build my church. Now you and I, when we come underneath authority, what do you want me to do? Paul said on the road to Damascus, what do you want me to do? Yes, Paul's life, though hard, was successful. He bore fruit. The church in America has to come back to the coin, in God we trust. I wished I had the picture of George Washington, but I loved it. George Washington, many times, was surrounded by the British and outnumbered so bad that in the morning every man would be dead. And he went out in the woods and he got on his knees and he said, God. You asked me to do this. You said to do this. Right now, we're all going to die when the sun comes up if you do not intervene. That morning that I'm speaking of, the, the fog came in, and they put men in boats. And all night long in the fog, they transferred men from the island to the mainland. And the morning came up, and they still weren't done, and a fog rolled in. And hid them from the British until they were all gone. Only God. Say only God. Now see, George Washington was a man in authority. But he was also under authority. Amen. Amen. All right, I'm kind of done. You say, why do you say that? Well, I don't know how to unhook. Unhook. Let me just ask you a question. Right now, we are in this nation, and it's a mess. It's a mess. I want to pray now for my country. Now, I'm going to say something, and I don't want you all to get mad at me. The Bible says pray for all those that are in authority. That I'm not going to name names, but some of them that are sitting in seats are not in authority, and they need to be removed. There's people that need to go to jail. They're wicked. I'm not I'm not talking politics now, kinda, kinda. We're way past politics. It's affecting you and I. It's affecting our life. It is satanic as hell. Jesus said, whatever you desire, whatever you allow, and I'm going, I don't allow it. We're not having this, not in this nation. Now, is that a one-time prayer? Heavenly Father, fix Washington. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's eat. Maybe not. But Lisa and I sit in our living room sometimes and we pray over politicians. And some of them, we say, unseat them. We're praying over Orange County. I want the man or the woman that God wants and the seat. The sheriff has more authority than anybody else in the county. He can tell the FBI, get out of here. Some people don't know that. It's important whether he's right with God or not. That's all I'm going to say. See, some people are so touchy, they can't handle liberal and whatever. Because there's rhinos too. I don't know if y'all know that or not. There's just... Republican National Committee called me one day. Said, "You' sending us money," and I said, "I'm not." And boy, the guy the guy just got mad and chewed me out. And he said, "Don't you support the Republican Party?" I said, "I do not." He said, "Aren't you a Republican?" I said, yeah, "In name." I said, "I'm a constitutional conservative." In other words, if you're not a born again Christian who loves Jesus, I ain't giving you a dime. Oh, he got mad. He, he said all kind of four-letter words, and I talked to him a little bit about Jesus, and he hung up. Now, don't get mad at me for that. Like Doug Bankston. I'm behind Doug. I'm behind men and women who are pro-America that have a backbone. I'm, I'm very much for that. But, but my faith's not just there. I want them in office, but then I'm going to take a knee. Father, we're going to need some fog to come rolling in. We, we're going to need a miracle going on in this nation. Because Satan's raising his ugly little head. Everything that's going on right now is completely unconstitutional. The Constitution says it is illegal for searching your home without due cause. It's what they're doing is illegal. They broke the law. I don't think I don't think we need America needs to go pulling out rifles, but I sure do think we need to hit the knee. I'm going to take care of this in the spirit realm. Are y'all with me? Let's stand up. The Bible says they lifted their voice. You know what that means? It's okay for you to pray. You're not going to hurt my feelings if you pray out loud. Thank you all. One more time. They lifted their voice. We're not going to sleep. Now I lay me down to sleep, pray to the Lord so to keep. If I die, fall away, pray to the Lord. So. That's not what we're doing. We're praying over this nation. We're going to take a seat beside Jesus, and He said, Whatever you say. I gave you the keys to my kingdom. Say, I'm the church. I'm seated with Jesus. And I have authority over all the work of the enemy. And I'll say this, devil, did you hear what I said? So right now, I'm going to deal with you. You get your men and your women out of our seats In Jesus' name, I said so. Now let's start praying over politicians. You call out the ones you want, and you ask God to place them in. You ask God to remove people from seats, and I want you just to get in there and just act like you're in the throne room of God, and he's listening to what you're saying. Father God, we pray over this nation. First of all, we pray over Central Florida right here at Popka. We ask you for people like Doug Bankston for to take their seat, to take the seat you've given to him. That he might be righteous, sit as a righteousness of God in the seat that you've placed him in. Father God, uh, the, the gentleman running for uh, mayor of Orange County, I ask you to unseat him. In Jesus' name, you get him out of that seat. That's not his seat. You place a man of God, you place a woman of God in that seat. In the name of Jesus. I plead the blood over Apopka. I plead the blood over the children of this town. I plead the blood over the schools of Apopka. I plead the blood over the children. And we ask you to give us Apopka as our inheritance. We claim the whole city for the kingdom of God. We ask you to reach out and begin drawing people out of this city back into the kingdom. Jesus died on the cross for them. Rose from the dead. It would be wrong for them. To go to hell without a witness, without hearing the gospel. Give us an opportunity to share Jesus with everybody in this city. In Jesus' name, allelujah. Prove it ina. See the lamba. Come to later. Shade the lamba. Sound the lamba. Pram the later. Land the later. Hand the later. Hand the later. Hand the later. Shunat kere. Handa leba daba. Konemerele. Dila lino vengdulma. Ha ha benema. Shidalu mukere. Jeleleme kuli berendi refekere. Ha Hara nana! Hara Hara daddy! Hara Hara All right, the rest of y'all, look at me right now. Let's come back to you personally for a moment. One time, Norval Hayes was praying over his daughter Zona, and she had warts all over her body, and he prayed and he prayed and he prayed. And one day he was in prayer and the Lord said, how long are you going to tolerate the warts on your daughter's body? And Norval said, God, that's what I'm trying to talk to you about. The warts on my daughter's body. He said, Norval, how long are you going to tolerate the warts on your daughter's body? He gave you the body. That's your earth. That's your dirt. You're the custodian of that flesh, that wonderful body you run around in. It's a gift from God. It's your earth suit. How long are you going to let the devil run over you and tell you how to feel? All right, one more. How long are you going to let him rob you financially? I lost my job. Why don't you take authority over the devil that stole it? Don't shout me down. See, y'all went quiet on me. You can't stay Baptist forever. Why do I say that? Because it was Calvinism that said everything that happens, good or bad, is God. He's controlling everything. He isn't. He is not. He said, whatever you desire. <laughs> he didn't say, whatever I desire. He said, whatever you desire. Now, wait a minute. What's going on in your life that you go, I, nah, I don't really like that. He said, if you say to the mountain. He didn't say, hey, don't talk to God about your mountain. Talk to your mountain about God. Amen. Your child, look at him and go, you, you, you will. You will get out of that. You live. Just, just speak life. Understand something, Lisa and I—we have a situation we deal with. We just call our kids blessed. You have the mind of Christ, you have the wisdom of God, and you're blessed coming in and blessed going out. We walk by faith and not by sight. I'm Don't allow the devil in my house and allow him in my house. I didn't say that he didn't come in and sit down. I just, I just told him, you no, you're not, no, not in my house, you know. Until you get this attitude, you're going to lay down and let stuff happen. Don't. Now, I don't mean that every prayer is gonna be a fighting prayer, but some of them are gonna be fighting prayers. Some of them are you gonna get, you I'll tell you right now, I ain't having that. It's not wrong to be angry for the right reason. If you're not angry about America, you're already dead. Just don't be angry and sin. Don't take your gun and go to the FBI. Just get angry about it, but pray. Don't go do something stupid. Thank y'all. Turn to your neighbor and say, I think he helped us today. Now I'm going to pray over you. I'm going to pray over you. Father, we got people sitting in this church right this minute. They needed to hear what I just said. They needed to hear me say that because Lisa and I have had times when we just put up with stuff until we picked it up and said, why are we putting up? This is not God. We took a stand. I'm praying that everybody in this room right now would take a stand against everything that's not you. Now I want you to do that right now. Just, uh, just, Just spend a moment praying over that and just go, that's not going to be that way. That's going to change. Look at that item and say, that's, got to, that's going to change right now. That's not, we're not, I'm, I'm not allowing that to stay that way. Yeah. 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 With long life. Say long life. He'll satisfy me. And show me his salvation. Wow, Ms. Morgan, I think I'm. God bless America. Our best days are still ahead. If God is laughing, laugh with Him. Next time the news comes on, you go ha ha
1: ha. <laughs> Amen, or oh me. Just sit down for just a minute, but I want you standing up on the inside. Amen? You can sit your... You can sit down, but you can stand up on the inside. So some of you may not be familiar with what to say. So I want you to say with me. Say, Satan. I command you in the name of Jesus. I break the power of you over my children over my finances, over my body, get off me, be gone in Jesus name. I am seated in heavenly places with Christ far above all power, all might, all dominion, all authority. I am there with him. And what I say goes in Jesus name. That that's how that looks. (laughs) Amen. That's how that looks. Well, I never talked to the devil before. Well, it's high time you started. Because Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, I give you the authority. If somebody gives you authority, you need to do something with it. You people that are managers and supervisors over people at work, y'all tell them what to do all the time. Why don't you tell the devil what to do? Y'all know what I'm talking about. And so you do it right. Right? And so you don't talk to God all the time. There are times that you will talk to the devil. He said, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So anything that's of the devil, you got the right to trample on it. Tell them where to go. Amen. So as my altar workers are coming forward, I'm asking you this morning that if you're in this place, there's only two families on this earth. There's only two families, the family under Satan and the family under God. We may be all different colors and shades of skin, but there's still only two families. Yeah. You're, e- you're either under the power of darkness or you're under the power of light. Yeah. And so if you're here this morning, you don't ever remember of time where you said, Jesus, be my boss. Not just save me from fire. Yeah. Yeah. While I do everything and whatever I want on this earth, Jesus, be Lord. Yeah. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood. If you don't ever remember saying that, say, Jesus be my Lord. Today is the day of salvation. That's what the word of God says. says today, don't wait until tomorrow. Tomorrow may not be there for you and it may be too late. Once you leave this earth, it's over. Your decision was to be made here. And so if you don't ever remember making that decision, that's the most important decision you'll make is to say, Jesus, I'm going to come under you, under your family. Not under the. I don't want to be a part of the family of darkness anymore. Amen? So come up and do that. If you need prayer for any other reason, you're welcome to come up. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at com. from our YouTube channel to our podcast to our SoundCloud and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us, too, that if you would love to give to the What We're Doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.